one day makes all the difference. Let me take you back to that first Good Friday. Although there was nothing good about that day, or so it seems, that was the day that Jesus, a popular teacher-preacher from Nazareth, was crucified on a Roman cross. Weeks before, officers who were sent by the leading priest came back empty-handed and gave this report. We've never heard anyone speak like this man. There were stories of miracles that he had performed. A man born blind was running around now claiming he could see. People suffering from the dreaded skin disease, leprosy, returned home like with skin like that of a newborn baby. They said he fed a huge crowd from a boy's lunch. Many, many people believed him to be the long-awaited Messiah, the King of the Jews, promised by the ancient scriptures. Wherever he went, people flocked to him. The common people loved him. He did make some incredible claims One of the most incredible would be this one. Whoever has seen the Father has seen me. That made the Jewish religious leaders furious. The disciples believed that he was the creator God of the universe in human form. An increasing number of the common folk believed it too. Just a week before this dark Friday... As Jesus headed towards Jerusalem, the disciples thought, and especially so after his wonderful welcome into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, they had to be thinking, ah, this is it. He's going to overthrow the Romans who are occupying our country, and he's going to set up a government. I'm sure the disciples saw themselves as cabinet members in Jesus' new government. Judas Iscariot no doubt wanted to be the minister of finance, although I'm quite sure that tax collector Matthew thought he was better qualified. And Peter the fisherman, well, his appointment as minister of fisheries, that's sort of a no-brainer. And Andrew, who found the boy who had the lunch, the five loaves and two fish that resulted in 5,000 being fed, well, Seems to me he would be a shoe-in for minister of social services. Things were looking good a week before. Then everything went south. One of his own disciples, Judas, betrayed him to the religious leaders who had been scheming and plotting to kill him for months. He was arrested and convicted on some trumped-up charges. His enemies convinced and bribed some unsavory characters to testify against him. And he was condemned to die, and he was crucified on a Roman cross. I say Roman cross. The Romans agreed to crucify him to appease the Jewish leaders and to keep the peace. He was hanged on a cross between two thieves, and he died. And his followers all thought, All is lost. Maybe we were wrong about him. And they ran for the hills. Their hopes were dashed. Their cause was no more. Their 
fondest dream became their worst nightmare. It was over, or so they thought. And they went into hiding lest they suffer the same fate that Jesus suffered. Ah, but one day, one day makes all the difference for those disciples. In the misty dawn of that first Easter day, the earth shook. The Roman soldiers who were guarding the tomb fainted dead away. The stone rolled away from the tomb's entrance, and Jesus came out alive. When the disciples first heard that news from women who had gone to the tomb early on that day, they didn't believe it. They didn't believe it until he appeared in front of them, and then they were ecstatic. Their cause was reignited. Their hope was restored, and those invigorated, recharged disciples came out of their hideout and in the next years went everywhere telling anyone who would listen the news that Jesus is alive. Disciple Peter announced it first in the very first sermon preached on the day that the church was born a few weeks later. And he, Acts chapter 2, verses 24 and verses 36 recorded, God released him, speaking of Jesus, from the horrors of death and raised him back to life again. Let it be clearly known, Peter writes, clearly known by everyone that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Messiah. You see, it was that truth, that truth that Jesus came out of the grave, that he was alive, that sent the disciples to the ends of the earth declaring it. See it? One day, one day makes all the difference for those original disciples. But the second thing I would have you to notice is this. One day makes all the difference for the church. That most significant cornerstone fact was not lost on Paul the Apostle, author of about half of the New Testament part of the Bible, when he wrote to the church in Corinth and said these words, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17 says, and if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty in your sins. He's saying if Jesus didn't come out of that tomb alive, our faith is useless. Useless? You see, the church is a gathering of the faithful. Those who have faith, that's what that means. The faithful doesn't mean they're just faithful in church attendance. It means faithful means those who have faith in Jesus Christ, faith that he died, faith that he rose again, so you see, if there is no faith, then there is no resurrection and there is no church. The church, if Jesus Christ did not come out of that grave alive, then the church is a house of cards. The church is a sandcastle. The, the church is a house of straw. But one day makes all the difference for the church. The early church fathers understood this basic fundamental foundational truth so well when they put together the apostles creed 
Perhaps you know the Apostles' Creed is a brief paragraph of the key doctrines on which the church is based. And in part, it reads, I believe in Jesus Christ, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. And the next line of the creed, fundamental truths on which the church is built, on the third day he rose again. You understand that? If, that, if that's not true, neither is anything else that's written in that creed. Then he was not Lord. Then he was not conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was not born of the Virgin Mary. If he did not rise on that third day, then he didn't, neither did he ascend into heaven. He, then he would not be seated at the right hand of the Father, and he'll not come to judge the living and the dead. There is no Holy Spirit. There is no universal church, no saints, no forgiveness of sins. We just read the verse that says, if Jesus is not raised, if Christ is not raised, you are still guilty in your sins. There is no resurrection of the body. There is no everlasting life. Nothing in that creed would be true. It's the cornerstone truth of the creed. It validates everything else in that apostle's creed. One day, you see, makes all the difference for the church. A 7.0 on the Richter scale earthquake hit Haiti just 10 years ago. Many of you listening remember so well. At 5 p.m. it happened on January the 15th, 2010. It's been called the worst ever natural disaster in the Western Hemisphere. Over 100,000 persons were killed. Missionaries Troy and Tara Livesay reported the following day using these words, there is no way to even begin to share the things we've heard and seen since yesterday, 5 p.m. Everything is covered in dust and debris. We saw a few bodies that had been pulled out of the rubble laying dead on the sidewalk. Countless, countless, countless other houses, churches, hospitals, schools, and businesses have collapsed. Thousands of people are currently trapped. To guess at a number would be like guessing at raindrops in the ocean. Precious lives hang in the balance. Disaster. Death everywhere. But they went on to report these words. Church groups are singing throughout the city all through the night in prayer. It is a beautiful sound in the middle of a horrible tragedy. I ask you, how, how could that be? What would they be singing? Because he lives, I can face tomorrow because he lives, all fear is gone. Because he came out of that grave. You see, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ on that first Easter day, death is not final. Death is nothing more than an open door to the Father's house. If Jesus did not come out of that tomb alive, then comedian, actor, director Woody Allen would be right when he said, you're born, you don't know why. You're here, you don't know why. 
You go, you die, your family dies, your friends die, people suffer, people live in constant terror. The world is full of poverty and corruption and war and Nazis and tsunamis. The net result, the final count is you lose, says Alan. But hear me, one day, one day makes all of the difference. And now the net result, the final count is you win one day. One day makes all the difference for those disciples. One day makes all the difference for the church. Third thing I would have you to notice is this. One day makes all the difference in the message that we have for the world. Now, take you back to 1 Corinthians 15, where we read in verse 14, and if Christ has not been raised, then all of our preaching is useless. Useless? Useless, all our preaching is useless if Christ has not been raised? And the answer is yes, yes, yes. Some years ago, I heard a man make an argument that went like this. Even if Jesus was just a man, even if he was crucified on a Roman cross, and that was the end of the story, even if, he said, even if it was as Jesus' enemies insisted that his disciples stole the body and then made up a story about his resurrection, even if he didn't come out of the tomb alive, this man was arguing that we still have a record of his wonderful teachings. We still have the golden rule. We still have those insightful and meaningful parables and stories that carry such great truth. Even if his body has long since turned to dust in a distant land, we still have the remarkable example of a life well lived. He says we still have a significant message for the world. Hear me on this glad Easter day. No, no, no. If Christ was not raised, Paul says it's so plain, all of our preaching is useless. If Christ has not been raised, then the church has a, a toothless gospel, an impotent gospel. Verse 14, and your trust in God is useless. Useless meaning it has no value if Christ has not been raised. And if that's so, shame on me for spending these past 38 years preaching all over this land, standing in countless numbers of cemeteries and funeral homes, telling those who will listen to me that there's life beyond the grave, shame on me if Christ has not been raised. He goes on to say, and we apostles, if Christ has not been raised, he says, we apostles would all be lying. And that would make me a shyster if Christ has not been raised. But ah, hear me, loved ones, today, hear this. One day makes all the difference. And I can stand before you on this glad Easter day and declare to you that this Jesus who was crucified and died on that cross, he took the punishment for your sins and for mine, and he was raised on that first Easter day. And he said, whoever 
lives and believes in me will live even if he dies. So if we preach nothing but the golden rule and if we preach morality, be good, treat your fellow man good, we may see some results, we may see some people trying, but when we preach Christ, put your trust in the one who died on the cross and rose on the third day, then people who come believing in Christ, he literally inhabits them and transforms their lives. You see, one day, that one day, one day makes all the difference in the message that we have for the world. And here's the fourth thing I would have you notice. It's this. One day, one day makes all the difference for me. For you, Paul the Apostle writes to the church at Thessalonica, and he seems to say, as I read it, it seems, it's like he's saying, hey, church, let's, let's now make this personal. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, when we come to verse 13, I feel like he's writing to me. And here's what he writes, and now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to believers who have died. And I, it's, it's as if Paul is saying to me, I want you, John, to know what has happened to the, your loved ones. So you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died, hear these words now, and was raised to life again. Do you see it? It's the one day. That one day makes all the difference. We also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him believers who have died. Do you see it? One day. One day makes all the difference. A week ago, Friday, I walked out through the cemetery, which is just adjacent to our parking lot here at Four Coronation in Fredericton. I remember, I remember when the decision was made to put a cemetery there. I know probably, I know 90 to 95% of those who are buried there. And as I walked through the cemetery this few days ago, precious Memories washed over me as I strolled around. Some of my heroes growing up are there. Reverend B.C. Cochran, who pastored in this city for many years. His brother, Chester Cochran, one of the anchor members of this church in my growing up years. He'd be Ben Cochran, Pastor David's grandfather and Pastor Ben's great-grandfather. Reverend Norman Trafton, who was the pastor here 40 years ago when I went away to seminary. My good friends, George Saunders and Sam Robinson, Jerry Toft, I strolled through and read the names. Boy, I grew up with Danny Sullivan. Then I came to the grave of Craig Dickerson, Ken and Debbie Dickerson, part of the Crosspoint family here, a little boy who died in a tragic accident at six. Then I walked by the grave of Chris Peterson. Pat and Joan Peterson's precious little five-year-old boy who was a victim of cancer way back. And then I came to members of my own family, my niece, Natalie, 
my nephew, Jared, who lived just days, my brothers-in-law, Doug McCollum and Alan Dennison, my mom, my dad. But you know, as I took that walk, I, I experienced much more than memories. As I, as I walked through that cemetery, I was also gripped by a buoyant hope. I wish I had the words to tell you what's, what washed over me as I took that walk. It was, it was a certainty. It was a deep assurance. It was an absolute confidence that these people who I've, that I knew so long ago, we would one day meet again. And why do I say that? Because one day, one day makes all of the difference for me, for you, for me. When I reflect on my life, I realize that I'm way by the three-quarter post. I'm down, I'm in the home stretch. And I'm taking you now to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. I'm going to read it to you, but I'm just going to change the, the pronoun from we to I. And as you follow along with me, I hope you can do this too, for I know... When this earthly tent I live in is taken down, that is, when I die and leave this earthly body, I will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for me by God himself and not by human hands. One day makes all the difference for me. Let me ask you, does one day make all the difference for you if you're hearing me today and you've never made that decision to become a follower of Jesus Christ, why not do that right now, today? You can, you know. I would invite you to pray this prayer right along with me. And then you could say, one day makes all the difference for me too. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In your name I pray. Amen. If you made that decision today, would you let us know? Would you go to crosspointchurch.ca slash Jesus and tell us that today you made that decision? One day makes all the difference for me, for you. God bless you.